Dear Diary, today is October 22nd, 2021, and I am feeling sentimental. Every year, as I get older, I reflect back on my past, and I think about how certain people's actions have affected my emotions or my own personal actions. For one, I firmly believe that we do not meet people by chance, and we encounter every individual for a reason. I have known thousands of people in my lifetime. This includes all of my family members, my church family, my close personal friends, my classmates from the high school I achieved my high school diploma, my classmates from the college I achieved my undergraduate degree, my classmates from the university I achieved my graduate degree, my colleagues past and present at the school I teach mathematics, my coworkers past and present at the grocery store I work at for a mental break, and every student I have taught in the past 10 years. In my 33 years of existence, I've had the honor to know people from all walks of life and the displeasure to know just as many awful and unpleasant people. No matter what side of the spectrum you lie, I know there was some higher reason. As these diary entries progress, a few of these impressive individuals will be brought in to chat about the world we live in. But that's an entry for another day. So welcome to the Disappointment Diaries of Johnny Ray of the Mountains, where we forge the stories of life. Welcome to the first official Disappointment Diaries of Johnny Ray of the Mountains. I'm your host, Johnny Ray of the Mountains. And today, I'm going to talk about the people you meet in your life. Those people could be your antagonists. We all have them, unfortunately. There's always that one person who doesn't necessarily like you for whatever reason, or you don't like them for whatever reason. But we're also going to talk about those people in your life that are like your supporting characters. You got the ones that are your mentor. You got the ones that are your confidants. You got your sidekicks. And of course, we all keep around some people that are just good natured and always have something comical to say and just make our lives a lot better for ex their existence. Because one of my favorite things in Doctor Who by the 11th Doctor in the episode entitled A Christmas Carol, he says, the 11th Doctor says, in 900 years of time and space, I've never met anybody who wasn't important before. And this quote holds true. We might not be an alien from Gallifrey who can pretty much regenerate when he dies and live past 80 or 90 years like 
But in my 33 years of existence, I've met these people. There's always that one, they might cut you off while you're driving and they just spark some emotion in you. You might be shopping at your local grocery store and you're thinking, man, there's a lot of people here today. There's still that emotion of stress because there might be too many people around you. Or you might be lonely and you call up one individual that's your friend and they say, hey, I'm sorry I can't hang out today. And even then, sparks some emotion within you. And it's, it's just how it is. Every person that you encounter throughout the day, you might not know them, and you may know them, sparks an emotion. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But we're going to look mostly at those individuals that are your antagonists of life. Those people in your life that you just like, gosh, I can't stand that person. Or that person is the reason why I do this this way. Or I'm going to also look at some of those people in my life that I consider a mentor or someone I can confide into. And my sidekicks, my good friends who I absolutely love. And of course, I am going to talk about a few people that are just comic relief, and they always know what to say when I'm down and about. So stick around, and we'll get started here shortly. Thank you for listening to the Disappointment Diaries of Johnny Ray of the Mountains. Now, growing up, I went to a small high school, and there was an individual at my high school that when I walked into her class on the first day of school, she looked at me, and she looked at her other students, and she singled me out. When she went around the room, she asked, what are your plans after you graduate? And everybody said pretty much the normal answer, plan to go to college. I want to be this. I want to be that. My good friend, who was also in the class, was like, I plan to go to college to be a teacher. I want to be an English teacher, she said, which was all fine and dandy. She told her that she wanted to go to the college down the road from our high school, all fine and dandy. And everything was going well. Then she got to me and she asked me, what do you plan to do? And I said, I too plan to go to the college down the road. I plan to go get my associate's degree from the local community college. I plan to transfer to the college of my choosing. And I plan to get my bachelor's of science degree in math education. 
She said, well, that's a great ambition. See me after class. So she's going over the syllabus, telling us every expectation. And me being who I was at the time, being told to meet the teacher after class, I couldn't tell you what I'd done. I was a people pleaser. And I still try to please people. However, it was time for class to end. And I went to see this teacher. And she said, I don't think you're going to make it as a teacher. I think you need to reconsider taking this class because your GPA is lower than everybody else's GPA in this class. I only accept those with the highest GPAs. And I looked at her and I said, that's a shame. The next day I went to art class. The teacher who was teaching art at the time said, to me, welcome. Why wasn't you here yesterday? And I was like, well, I just transferred to your class because the previous teacher that I had first block told me I wasn't good enough for her because my GPA wasn't high enough. She said, I don't think you're going to make it as a teacher. And at that point, I was like, no need to be in a class that I was going to fail because the teacher didn't like me or didn't think I had the ability to be in her class. So I came to art class. Learned a lot in art class, by the way. Also learned that at that point, the teacher really makes or breaks you in a class. One thing I learned in high school before I became a teacher myself show respect to your students, they'll show respect to you. Know that they can do anything they set their heart to. So, why was this one teacher who I only knew for a day important? Well, at that point, I had a burning desire to prove her wrong. 15 years later, I have my master's degree in math education. I've been teaching for a decade now. And by the way, my GPA in high school was a 3.5 or greater. My GPA in college undergraduate was a 3.3 or greater and my GPA in my graduate degree 4.0 so really the burning desire to prove this person wrong was enough for me to just go out get my college degree become a math teacher and continue my education all because 
a family consumer science teacher who was teaching Teachers for Tomorrow, said, I wouldn't make it. That one individual was enough. And we probably all have a story of a teacher who just let you down, did not reach you as you should have been reached. And that's why we probably have uh, the not-so-teachers-are-lazy kind of scheme that we have nowadays. Because of one bad teacher that individual may have had in high school, middle school, or elementary school. Now, I'm not saying that this teacher wasn't a great teacher. However, there's one more thing I have not really let you know the secret up on. At the point that I walked into the class and she looked at each of her students, she had to consider if I was going to stay in her class or not for the simple fact that I was the only male in the class. And I'm not saying that sexism is part of that. And she just didn't want to fool with the fact that there was one male in a class of 25 girls. But it was enough for me to just go and be the best that I could be and continue to be the best at what I do. Now, there are other antagonists of my life. Uh, one particular is the only fight I've ever been in. I'm traditionally just a pacifist and just like, yeah, go with the flow. Um, you don't like me. It's okay. I don't care. Um, honestly, I think the major issue here was I didn't even really throw a punch. Person's coming up to me and he's like, hey, I need this. We got to do this assignment. I know you're using it, but we need it more. And I'm like, no, that's okay. We're, I'm using it too. Um, you got to share. You got to be sharing is caring kind of scheme there. This did happen in middle school. So, you know, middle school emotions run high. And he didn't like my answer, so he decided just to throw a punch right in the nose. Naturally, the teacher didn't see any of this, and naturally, I got in trouble along with the kid who popped me in the nose. He said things to the principal at the time, and it's like, they were all lies. My partner was like, listen, this did not happen this way. I was there. Um, you're talking to the, the one person in this building who has never missed a day of school. He's also never been any trouble, and you're causing him troubles now for getting his nose punched in. So pretty much why this person is important and why this is like a defining moment is the world ultimately is out to get you. Let's be real. And this one individual who could have ruined everything I've worked for from grades kindergarten to eighth grade, I hadn't missed a day K through eight at this point. 
And if the principal didn't like hear all the sides of the story, I could have been suspended and lost all of that. And I will say I hold grudges. And this individual, a couple of years down the road, didn't make a good impression on me in high school or middle school. So definitely not going to make a good impression on me as an adult. So at this point, the best I could have done for him is I made sure he had a taxi to go home. But nothing else. And at that point, I've held true to my, I'm a pacifist. Let's reason through this like adults, not by our fists or by our brawn. Because there, what do you what do you gain from fighting? You don't learn. You only get angrier. And then, when it really matters, when he's drunk as a skunk at a local restaurant, that grudge could have prevented me from making sure he got home safely and he could have killed somebody, killed himself. You have to think of the bigger picture. And that's what I've learned from this individual. He may have gave me a bloody nose in middle school, but at least I learned that a, I just need to keep my head down. Don't get angry do what I can do for society. And the one thing I could have done was make sure he got home safely that one time. And it took several years, half a decade, maybe even seven years for me to realize this. I held a grudge against this individual for that long, but in his time of need, in others' time of need, you just have to let things go. I haven't seen him in almost seven, eight years. It's been a while since I've seen him, and I hope he's okay. I hope he's worked on his alcoholism. I hope he's grown up a little bit, but being who he is, who I am, we'll never see eye to eye when it comes to brawn versus brains. So... And that's the two major life lessons I have learned from those I would consider antagonists of my life. Now, there are more, but the life lesson is about the same in each case. You just let things go. You do what you can for society. You do the best you can be and move on. Now, one day we might talk about the third, but today's not today. and. Honestly, the third is probably the most important, and it's going to have to be its own episode. So if you would like to know the third antagonist of my life, let me know. But it might be a while. Now, supporting characters. We all have those friends that we absolutely love. And each of those friends, they honestly are there for a reason. They might be your mentor. They're getting you through life. They give you advice. Might not be good advice every time, trust me. But they still are able to get you through life. 
Then you have those that you can just tell your secrets to. They're going to keep your secrets and you just love them and care for them and will do almost anything for them because they too tell you their secrets and they expect you to keep them. Then you have your sidekicks. <laughs> I have some great people who are my sidekicks. They'll go through hell and back. If we go on an adventure like Frodo, they would be by my side. And of course, you got those that are there just to make you laugh. They are great friends. They know what to say when you're down. And they just are your friends because they are legitly the best people in this earth. And they're just funny, fun and exciting to be around. Now, there's also those others, but they fall into those categories somehow, some way. Your sidekick could be, in our case, teacher besties. You always have a teacher bestie. That one individual you can go to at work and be like, listen, teacher bestie. But you also have those sidekicks outside of your workplace, and you're like, whoa, let me tell you. And moreover, it's just important to be able to consider how each individual that you consider as a friend falls into the four categories. Now, you got your best friend, and you got your friend, and you got your acquaintances, and you got your, I kind of know them, but they're friendly. We could go out and get a drink together. It'd be fun, but we're really not going to tell the deep, dark stuff to one another. So you also have to consider what spectrum that that lies. How good of a friend are they? They might be your friend, but are you sending them Christmas cards? Granted, I don't send Christmas cards to anyone. I'm just saying. But would you send them a Christmas card if you sent Christmas cards versus here's this giant box that I bought you, this giant present because I loved you. I know that's a bad analogy of, to what I'm trying to explain, but you got to consider how do these friends lie on the spectrum of life? And then you have to consider, are they your mentor, your confidant, your sidekick, or are they there just to be fun? Now, in each of these cases, I have a broad spread of people. And I love them all. Some of them will even be featured in this podcast at a later date, as it seems fit. But today we're going to talk about two individuals, one of which is my mentor. I go to her when I have a problem. Something education shows up. She's probably experienced it. She's going to know what I need to do. She's my confidant. She knows things about me that I don't tell just anyone. I'm a pretty secretive person. I try to keep to myself. I even try to hide a lot of things about me from even my family. I'm just like, eh, 
You don't really need to know. She's my sidekick. Trust me. We've gone on adventures, and they've been great adventures. You have not lived until you have jumped into a freezing vat of water at a giant waterfall. Trust me. And she always knows what to say. When you're down and you, you just are at wit's end, and trust me, as a teacher, we're at wit's end a lot. She always knows what to say, when to say it, just to cheer you up. And she's a great friend. She teaches English, though. That's a, a little iffy. A little English people, those people are weird. But sorry, friend, you know who you are. But y'all are kind of weird. I guess math people are weird, too. So I can't really say anything. But it is what it is. English people, you're weird. Science people, I get you. But why would I want to concentrate on one set of mathematics when I can just go all over the place with my mathematics? I can be whatever I want to be, where you're just stuck at certain levels of mathematics. Social sciences, eh, we have issues. I have issues with you, but it's okay. I still love you. Math people, we're just, we're just us. We are who we are. We accept it. And trust me, this individual I am referring to who is my mentor, my confidant, my sidekick, and my comic relief, when I need that relief, she gets me. I get her. And I hope that one day, she would want to be featured on my podcast. Now, the other individual I would like to refer to is my absolute bestie. He and I have been friends since middle school, and that's a long time to be friends with somebody. I know things about him that I doubt his wife knows, and he knows things about me than most people know about me. Um, I wouldn't really consider him a mentor, though. Um, he's more of a confidant and a sidekick. Um, the comic relief is there sometimes. However, I think he and I both have just this weird dry humor, and we get each other, and it's other people might not get it, but we get it. And so I think that falls more into the sidekick confidant area. Uh, he's a great guy. He works hard. And like I said, since middle school, and we're, we're looking at like 2001, 2000. We're talking about 21 years of friendship here. 21 years of friendship. A lot has happened in 21 years. We are talking about 2.1 decades. Man, we have been friends for a long time. Holy cow. Just looking at the fact that it is 2021. Um, we met about seventh grade. 
seventh grade is for us was 9-11. So we were in seventh grade, 9-11. That was, we met in 2001, 2000. It's crazy. We're, we're going on 21 years, buddy. 21 years. Hope one day you're on this show too. Granted, hope you watch this or listen, watch, listen, listen to this show. So here's what I want to leave you with today. Think of those people that you absolutely can't stand. Now, that does not include people that you can't stand by just looking at them. You have to know them. You have to have contact with them in some way. And for some reason, they've done you dirty somehow. I want you to think how that person is important to you. What did they do to you that was so heinous that you went out of your way to be extra? And how it affects you right now. Then also think of those people that you consider your best friend, your friend, your confidant, your mentor, your sidekick, and your comic relief when you need some kind of happiness in your life. I want you to think of those individuals, your supporting characters, since you are the protagonist of your own life. I want you to think of your supporting characters and why they are important to you. How they have affected you, who you are now. Then I also want you to think of those people that are your absolute antagonists of your life, your enemies, those people that have done you so wrong, so dirty, and how they have affected you and your future. It may be difficult. Because if you're like me, you try to stay positive. You try to sit down and consider all of your options. You want to mental block those people that have done you wrong and open all the doors for those people who have done you right. But we need to really consider both sides of our story. The supporting characters who in their own right are the protagonists of their own life versus those antagonists of our life. Every book, every story has a pro and antagonist. You just have to consider how their actions, their emotions, how your actions and your emotions affect who you are right now. I have taken the hardships of my life and have built up a brand of mathematics that I teach my students every day. I work my absolute hardest to ensure that they are great math students. They might not like it, and I don't like every mathematics I have to teach. I'll be honest. But we, as humans, have to realize that somehow, some way, we are affecting those around us. 
are we their antagonist or are we their supporting character? I try to mentor hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of students every year. I have had the honor of teaching over a thousand individuals in my lifetime. And I still got 20 years ahead of me, 20 plus. And I hope that I am a mentor to them, mathematically and in life. Because ultimately, that's what we are as teachers. We are mentors. Sometimes they respect you enough to be their confidant. They'll tell you things. They'll tell you their concerns, their worries, what's good in their life, and sometimes what's bad. Eventually, once they get older and they graduate, they'll come up to you and they'll be like, hey, this is what I'm doing now. And I want to thank you for everything you did for me. You didn't sugarcoat it. You told me how it was going to be. And then sometimes they're just the comic relief in your life that you need to laugh because they do something stupid or say something silly, and it just makes you laugh. And you, as yourself, also needs to think, how can I mentor those around me? How can I elevate myself to be their confidant? How can I be their sidekick? Or how can I put a smile on their face? It's not easy, friends. And in 33 years of existence, I'm tired because it's hard to be a mentor. It's hard to be a confidant. It's hard to be a sidekick. And it's hard to be someone who has a witty sense of humor. Don't be the antagonist of someone's life. Learn to love, learn to respect, learn to accept those who are different than you. Just being a bigot, having some idea about a certain race, someone for their sexuality, or even their ultimately even their decisions. If you judge any individual for what they have done wrong, you're unintentionally being an antagonist of their life. Every single person is either a supporting character or an antagonist of someone else's life. It is your goal in life to be more accepting, and to do everything in your power to be that person that puts a smile on someone else's face. So remember that. Because, as the 11th doctor said, in 900 years of time and space, I've never met anybody who wasn't important before. And I will say now that every person on this earth 
all seven plus billion individuals is important. Because we are the future. We make the decisions of what each and every one of our futures hold. It may take one individual to decide that they've had enough. And start a chain reaction of events that lead to another war world. War world? World war. Could be that nations decide that they don't like certain nations. It takes one big red button. But if we, as a world, can start to understand those around us and understand that we're all unique, then maybe we can have a little peace. And it starts with you. It won't be easy. And it might not even be possible. But one day, there will be peace for you and those around you. Because everyone's important. Some way, somehow. So, I conclude with this. Thank you for listening to the Disappointment Diaries of Johnny Ray of the Mountains. Next week, a whole new diary entry. A whole new topic. And the introduction of our book talks or at least the book that we're going to read for our future book talks. So see you next week. Any comments, concerns, or desires, don't hesitate to contact me directly on my Twitter or send me an email. Y'all have a wonderful day. And remember, the only rule is don't ask what's in the never-ending cup. This has been the Disappointment Diaries of Johnny Ray of the Mountains, signing off.